Welcome to Kvetching on the Couch, a podcast where myself, Ash, and Laura, my co-host, are going to be hosting a weekly conversation about mental health topics through a Jewish lens. Today's episode's your turn, babe. Oh, I was waiting for a fancy jingle. Oh my god, you're totally right. <laughs> we're already fucking up. No, we're there. You're totally right. It says jingle yeah, right here. there. Like we wrote You know what? We are we are just vibing. We're good. We're yeah. Okay, we're here. It's good. We're here. Okay. We're here. Let's do that jingle. Let's do that jingle. January Sunshine worked so hard on it. She really did. It's fucking great. Soft and cozy. Space to unwind. Place to heal. And rest your mind. Somewhere between Brooklyn and a I really do love it. It's so good. That makes that it makes me feel so official that like we have a song. A hundred percent. And now I'll tell people what today's yes. episode is about. Yes. So today's episode, The Jews Are Tired, is meant to provide a space to communicate and process feelings surrounding recent events, which many members of the Jewish community have found to be complex and exhausting, including but not limited to the hostage situation in Colleyville, Texas. International Holocaust Remembrance Day, and recent comments made on The View by Whoopi Goldberg. And just a big content warning, today's episode will discuss violent anti-Semitism. Please be cognizant in protecting your mind. Please remember that this podcast does not take the place of medical or mental health care from a clinician or provider. Please reach out to professionals if you need support. All right, so here we are. My name's Ashley, Ashley Saruya, and uh, my pronouns are she, her. I'm an eating disorder and trauma therapist specializing in the Jewish community and weight stigma. I have lived experience of an eating disorder and childhood trauma, and I do community community advocacy work for the Jewish community and fat positivity. And I'm Laura Plowker. I also use she, her pronouns, and I am a mental health and suicide prevention advisor to high schools with a professional background in special education and equity work. My personal background is in fighting anti-Semitism, advocating for fat and body liberation, and eating disorder and addiction recovery through the lens of my personal experience. So now that we've done our intros of both the podcast and ourselves, let's dive in. I mean, Ash, a lot has happened in the last few weeks in particular um, within the Jewish community. How are you feeling? Um, Well... We named the episode The Jews Are Tired for a very, very apropos reason. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> Just tired. tired. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired. I'm frustrated. I'm overwhelmed. I'm all the feeling words. It's 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 really been quite a few weeks. And obviously it's it's been quite a few years. It's been quite a few hundred years. I mean, you know, how how often or how many times Thousands? Have I say it? Millennia? Right. Like <laughs> but but it has really been a really strange couple of weeks, you know, with what happened in Texas. And then right after that is Holocaust Remembrance Day and the Whoopi Goldberg running her mouth. I mean, it's just, it's a, it was a lot, a lot at once. Um, and yeah, I've got a lot on my mind, not, a lot of things that I want to say. Well, thankfully we have this, this space for conversation, right? And I'm also really looking forward to hearing additional perspectives when we open up this conversation later and have our first guest on the pod. Um, But I know for me, like, 
something that really came up this week um, in particular is just like the sheer, sure, like if we're talking about the Whoopi situation on The View, like sure, she said some things and I'm not excusing the things that she said. What concerned me more, honestly, um, was the rhetoric that then came out of that moment. And like, I just, I think sometimes I forget how few people have ever met a Jew. And I forget like, that's the sad and unfortunate reality, right? We're just under 2% of the American population and just under 0.2% of the global population. So when I think about that, and I think about the fact that this year it's up to 22 of the 50 states, like even require any level of Holocaust education and that that's not a particularly meaningful or standardized thing. You know, I think about where some of what I saw this week that really exhausted me to read is coming from and that exhausts me further right because i feel like i i feel overwhelmed as a loud vocal jewish activist by the amount of work that still needs to be done and with my professional background as an educator like maybe i fancy myself as like knowing where to start except i i don't know that i do I don't know that any of us do. I mean, I I think that's one of the reasons why we're sitting here, isn't it? Because I don't know how to do any of this without talking to each other. I mean, that that, that seems to be a big theme, you know? It's like, I I feel like half the time we're speaking different languages, even though we're using the same words. (laughs) And it's just, there's such a communication breakdown and an education breakdown and just a sheer lack of understanding of what Jewishness is in our history and, and, and not just from Gentiles, like from my fellow Jews. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, a hundred percent, I would say something that's really been something that's really been showing up for me a lot this week is like the silence is really, really loud mm-hmm. and I am, somewhat used to silence from non-Jews in some moments like surrounding um, the very widespread coverage of Colleyville, Texas and the hostage situation there. I found myself surprised even though I shouldn't have been. I was like, wow, this is actually getting media attention. Like this is is a big deal. and people who share about everything and anything still we're not sharing about it and i need to i need to stop being surprised um maybe surprised is the wrong word like it hurt but then i also noticed i don't know i am friends with a lot of jewish people and it is totally everyone's prerogative how to use their own platforms etc Um, and their own spaces and their own social circles. And if they even want to have those conversations, because the reality is the Jews are tired (laughs) and I get that too. But sometimes I just feel like I am the only person in my life who's saying anything Mm. about anything. And that really freaks me out. 
Yes. I mean, and, and it's this very intense contrast because on the one hand, I'm talking to Jews who I feel are paying attention and we're having conversations like, so when is the point at which we need to go? Like that's the level of conversation I'm having with people who are, are scared, right? And then there's this whole other subset of people who, like you said, are, are, don't seem to be scared or, or don't seem to be paying attention. I don't know which, or, or maybe, you know, people express themselves differently than I do, certainly. And perhaps I'm just missing something, but it, it is very odd, this gulf between those of us who are looking around like, aren't you paying attention? Isn't, isn't that like tickle in the back of your neck, like tickling you? Mm. Like, are you that disconnected from your people and your history that like, it just doesn't hit you? I don't know how. Right. And I don't even know if that's the experience, right? Mm. I just see, because I just see the silence. Like I, I hear that silence and it's loud and I hear it outside of our community for sure, but I hear it inside of our community. And that's when, you know, you, I can't help but wonder, uh, frankly, about what you're saying, like, oh, do we not feel the same threat level? And then when I'm vocal about it on um, my online platform, is it easier for people to tell me I'm exaggerating because of other people's silence and mm-hmm. is it even a fair assumption to say that they aren't scared or that you know right. and i just i just don't know um because yeah. those conversations aren't happening which is not to say that all processing needs to happen on social media it's right. a choice it's just like right i i sometimes wonder if it like increases the burden on those of us who are trying very loudly to um, continue or spark conversation. Um, because I believe a platform of any size is a platform. I think you could have 10 people following you and leverage that platform to have an important conversation. Um, but I, I noticed that we are not the only two Jews with active online larger platforms who seem to be expressing their exhaustion. Right. Right. And I mean, the other thing that we were talking about off mic is, you know, like you were saying, we're 0.02% of the world population. There's not a lot of us. So even if every single one of us was up in arms, I still don't think we'd break through. Like we, we just legitimately by a numbers game can't do it alone. And I think that's the scariest thing about the silence for me is that it's literally our only shot is for mm. other people to hear us. I don't disagree. I mean, I off mic, we discussed um, misinformation and the platforming of people who have more followers than the amount of Jews in the world. And you know, the impact it can have when one person who has a total follower count higher than the global Jewish population posts or says something factually untrue. And this isn't specific to any one person with a platform because this happens constantly. Um, So it's, it's just very, I think it all just comes back to, I'm tired. 
I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, we, we and, really did title the, the, this episode appropriate. This was, yeah, this was aptly, an aptly named episode. I definitely would love to hear um, the perspective of, you already know my AirPod came out, but the perspective <laughs> of uh, of another Jewish individual who I know is waiting to contribute her voice yes, to our conversation. All right, so let's shift to the call-in portion of the pod. So please note that call-in is currently only available on Apple devices, but it will be available for Android and desktop listening very soon. And in order to call in, you just have to request on the episode live page. Uh, You should also be able to leave comments. So if you have any technical issues, please let us know. Uh, All right, let us give a warm welcome to Naomi Katz, anti-diet intuitive eating coach of the Jewish Persuasion. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you so Hi, much for coming. Naomi. I am, um, I'm sorry, I'm getting all kinds of weird notifications on my phone now. <laughs> as soon as I, as soon as I start talking, obviously. <laughs> That's how it goes. Every That's time. It goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. This is such an important conversation to be having right now. And I just, I'm, I'm really grateful to be able to have this space with you guys. Yeah, we're thankful to have you on and thankful to have your voice contributing to this conversation because we we agree it's entirely too important not to be talking about um, what so many people are feeling so many Jewish people are feeling and I guess with that I'll just ask how are you feeling Naomi it's been it's been a little rough I'm not gonna lie (laughs) um yeah I think actually tired is a perfect descriptor um and I mean, just to sort of corroborate everything the two of you have been saying so far, the silence is definitely deafening these days. And that's very disheartening mm-hmm. um, and like hurtful too, especially when it's people that like you may have thought you had a better connection with than that, you know? Yeah. So that's pretty much where I'm at these days. So fun, obviously. Yeah. No, I mean, that resonates for me. I was, um, Ash, I know we had a conversation about this, but I, something I, that really stuck out to me, I've had a lot of hard conversations in the past few weeks, but particularly surrounding um, the events of Colleyville, Texas, and just needing to feel that support. Um, from people who, like you said, Naomi, I frankly thought I was, you know, closer to and was surprised not to hear from in that moment, especially given that I chose a pretty public method of processing and allowed myself to show up really vulnerably in my Instagram stories. I saw some non-Jewish friends see those, and then days later, they still hadn't checked in. And these are people with a pretty solid track record of checking in. And it occurred to me that they might not have known how um, when they were confronted with my very, you know, emotional reaction on my stories to what was a very emotional reaction inducing event for Jews around the world who were watching. We saw that in the ways that people were um, engaging in discourse online. And then I turned around and reached out to those friends and said like, hey, listen, this isn't even about you being a Jewish ally. This is about you being a good friend in a moment where you know that I'm struggling. Um, 
And that just, you know, when you said the silence from people uh, who you felt more connected to than that was loud, I really felt that coming from that place. And those conversations were productive. And these are people who, um, you know, really wanted to hear what I had to say and absolutely felt called in rather than called out. And that was the intent in bringing it up to them in the first place. But I... I know a lot of people aren't so lucky. Yeah. It's wonderful that you were able to have those productive conversations afterwards. And it's also disappointing that you had to. Agreed. And like everything else we're talking about, it was exhausting. Like, yeah. let me name that. There was, there was one point where I passed one friend off to another friend who had responded in a way that was like really great. And I said, you know what? You're also friends with this person. Let, let them help mm -hmm. you out because I can't have more of this conversation. I'm too tired. Mm -hmm. It's a lot to hold. It really is. And it's just, it's heavy. You know, it's, it's really heavy. And this was something that Laura and I were talking about off mic, but I don't know about you, Naomi, but for me, when things like, like what happened in Texas, you know, what's happened, unfortunately, many times before, Pittsburgh, et cetera, um, I feel it in my body. And, you know, Laura and I were talking about how, you know, certainly part of that is the anxiety about the, the fallout after the event, right? The, the commentary from everybody, which, as we've already kind of covered, is, is often lacking, shall we say. Um, and you know, it, it's just the sheer heaviness of it, it. It's something I, I don't know quite how to describe and I've tried so many times. And again, that's one of the reasons why we wanted to do this was because how do we figure out how to describe these things if not talking to one another about them? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sorry, I know I asked you a question, Naomi. Have you ever experienced that? I didn't give you a chance to answer. <laughs> um, the feeling it in your body type yeah. of a thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I am I am a person who struggles with anxiety anyway. <laughs> so when stuff like this happens, I definitely feel I'm, that like I'm in this place where I'm like on high alert all the time. Like my, my heart is constantly in my throat, basically. Um, and yeah, there's definitely a weight to it. That's heavy is always mm -hmm. a good description for, for that kind of feeling because it does, it feels like you're carrying like the weight of reality with you yeah. and without a whole lot of help. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Felt that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not only is it the weight of reality, but it's like the weight of thousands of years of bullshit. Like, yeah. you know, like I'm not the most religious or spiritual person out there, but I really do feel like I'm feeling my people when this shit happens. And like, mm. that's another mm. thing I don't really know how to describe. And I don't know, maybe people think I'm cuckoo for it, but I don't know. I, I actually very much hear what you're saying there. I am also not like, I'm not, particularly religious and you know I don't necessarily do all the holidays and go to temple and stuff like that but mm. like it's almost a shame that when things like that ha this happen it's like almost 
like how I feel, like when I feel most connected to the mm. Jews of the world and to my history as a Jew and things like that. Yes. God, how tragic is that? It's right. So like I, it is fully true. I mean, I came towards like practicing Judaism only within the past maybe four years um, now I've been actively practicing, but I wasn't raised in a particularly um, observant household. Um, and I've done, I guess, a lot of self-learning, which also means self-connecting, that like finding those pieces that I really wanted to build out practice around. Um, and I really resonate with what you're both saying is like, I I have found a lot of beauty and comfort in the spiritual and religious piece of my understanding of faith and Judaism. And I somehow feel more like viscerally fiery Jewish <laughs> when we're undergoing trauma as a community. Mm -hmm. And I... I mean, I hate that and I hold space for it um, because the reality is, you know, anti-Semitism is the world's oldest hatred that, you know, when we talk about intergenerational trauma, which Ash and I have named in our planning process for this ongoing podcast and project, we're going to need to have multiple episodes about intergenerational trauma because we're talking about feeling the weight of millennia of persecution in our bones and bodies and minds and hearts. And that's really what this all comes back to. And that's, I think, kind of tragically beautiful in a way. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's an apt descriptor. I think so. I mean, tragically yeah. beautiful is kind of the theme of Jewish history, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, if that's not the truth, I don't know what is. <laughs> Ugh. Well, I'm looking at the time. Unfortunately, we do have to wrap up. Thank you so much for joining us today, Naomi. Would you please uh, let our listeners know where they can find you and your work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am on Instagram at Happy Shapes Naomi or my website, which is happyshapes.co. Um, and thank you both so much for having me today. It's just it was so nice to just share some space with other people feeling the same things right now. Mm. Yes. Mm. That's, that's exactly the point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The entire purpose of this episode was really to just help each other process and debrief and also hope that people listening to this episode and our future episodes can find some validation in the experiences that we're sharing and discussing. Um, and Naomi will also make sure um, to add your information to the show notes so that people can find you as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. And hopefully I will talk to you both again sometime soon. Of course. Have a great evening. Thank you. you. Have a great one. Oh, so tragic. <laughs> yeah. Just... I mean, we, we knew tonight that this conversation was going to be happy we knew we knew starting this podcast yeah. together that we were just going to bring the energy and perspective that we can to talking about hard things so yeah. um 
you know, I want to honestly praise us both and praise Naomi for showing up in this space and choosing to do that because these are brave conversations and I'm really thankful to be a part of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big thank you to Naomi. Definitely please check out her work. Um, you know, she is an intuitive eating professional and that's something that, you know, we will dig into as we, you know, really expand on this Jewish mental health subject. Obviously today was a little more general, a little more current events based. Um, but in the future, uh, we will be focusing on specific mental health topics, uh, very much including eating disorders. And that is where we will get into some intuitive eating content, which I'm very excited for. And maybe Naomi will join us again for that. Absolutely. All right, Ash, you want to take us out? Yes, I would love to. So thank you so much for joining us today on Kvetching on the Couch. As a reminder, we use this space to talk about difficult topics. And so it is of the utmost importance that you do at least one thing to take care of yourself today, if not many more, even if it's just a deep breath. Laura and I will certainly be taking many deep breaths <laughs> when we log off. Personally, I'm also going to be stretching and watching some funny shows. <laughs> what about was, you? Yeah, I deep breathing. Um, I definitely still need to create some space for nourishing myself. Um, and also just like, I also think I'll be nourishing my soul just through quality time with my partner and, you know, trying to unplug a bit. So um, lots of ways to do that also. Um, and we really do just hope that this conversation was at the very least uh, validating for those of you listening. We're with you. We, I hope you can hear it in our voices. We are with you. We just are, you know, we're feeling and processing alongside you. Yes. And trying to figure it out as we go. And, and that's all we can do. Um, so in any case, thank you so much for joining us today. Next week, we will be talking about existing as Jewish online, which is probably an equally heavy topic in many ways. <laughs> You know, you can attest to this personally, Laura. There, it, it's hard out there <laughs> publicly. <laughs> yeah, you, yes, I can, and we mm -hmm. will be definitely talking more about that next week. You can come fetch with us on Thursday, February tenth, uh, live at seven p.m. We do have a speaker joining us that we are excited to also hear her perspectives on. Um, surrounding existing on Jewish Online. This person runs one of the larger, um, more visible platforms for Jews on Instagram. Um, so we're definitely excited to hear her perspective and bring her voice into the conversation. As always, episode recordings will be posted either um, the same night or the next day on the call-in app, definitely by the next day. Um, and you can keep up with us outside of the show space. You can keep up with me and Ash directly through our various platforms. For me, that's at the Healing Happy Cook on Instagram. You can access my Instagram community through my profile on the call-in app as well. And you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Bad Ash Therapy. Um, and on my website at ashleymsruya.com, I have not managed to connect my Instagram to the Colin app, so don't try that. Just type in <laughs> Badash Therapy. <laughs> uh, in any case, um, all information and links are going to be provided in the show notes as you know, long as we figure that out properly, because this is, in fact, the first episode. <laughs> yeah, please give us some grace in future yes. episodes. We're going to have much, much grace. 
you know, more, more sound effects, little clips from jingles and we're figuring it out as we go, but we are truly, honestly having a good time doing it. So really thankful for this space, which is Ashley's brainchild um, in the first place. And she brought me on board as a co-host so that we could have clinical and non-clinical perspectives in these conversations that will take a deeper dive into Jewish mental health as we go. Um, So Ashley, I want to say thank you for that as well, just for the opportunity to be a part of this ongoing project and these bigger conversations. Yeah, of course. And I mean, as I mentioned offline, you know, I felt very supported by you in this process. And so a big thank you to you as well. A big thank you to Naomi for joining us. And also a big Mm -hmm. thank you to January Sunshine for all of the music that we are playing. Um, She is incredible and she made us the cutest little jingle. So on that note... Let's go out with our jingle. Can't think of a better way. (laughs) Good night, everyone. Good night.